you could date me now. Uh, go ahead. Date me later, yeah, I know what I said. But later doesn't always come, so instead, it's a, okay, you could date me now. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. Hollow from the hardest act to follow. Lately, I've been drinking like there's a message in the bottle. We are back. Welcome. This is episode 17 because Spotify and SoundCloud have blocked like five of our episodes. So we have had like six episode 17s, but we'll try it again. We've got Carp coming at us live from Penn State. How, how I didn't know you? we got blocked. Why we get blocked? Dude, they just like take down our episodes sometimes. It's annoying. Why? I don't even know. It doesn't follow community guidelines or whatever. So I guess we're we're the, we're officially the bad boys of podcasting now. How do we not follow community guidelines? I don't know. I feel like we are the definition of that. Like we make the guidelines. We're like, I don't know how we are in the guidelines. I feel like we're just like land right right in the guidelines. But yeah, none, nonetheless, we're back and uh, we're hoping this this episode doesn't get blocked when, when I put it out. Um, we have not done, we have not done a podcast that has lasted on Spotify and SoundCloud for almost a month now. I think it's been about a month, I would say. And in that last month, a shit ton of stuff has happened in the sports world across all four sports. But, uh, our focus today is going to be MLB trade deadline uh, talking NFL season starting and then NBA free agency and all these moves going on in the offseason still ramping up. Uh, we're forgetting the NHL today because nothing has happened in the NHL ever. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, let's start off with some football. Uh, preseason started last night. So officially the football season is underway. Training camp, all that, all that jazz. Uh, I'm excited. You excited, Cart? So excited crazy excited it's 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 gonna be a good year especially since we're we're getting some players back that we didn't have last year uh Le'Veon Bell arguably one of the better running backs in the league is uh making his return in New York I'm so sick of him not a fan of Le'Veon Bell oh he can go eat shit I don't even care really really yeah you don't like Le'Veon Bell no I hope he does a second butt fumble for the Jets I hate him mm, okay yeah that's good why did you see his Instagram post the other day where apologizing to fantasy football owners? No, that one, that one was good. That one. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, I think it's important that we just inform the listeners that Brendan wanted to do a fantasy football podcast and I vetoed it <laughs> because of how fucking dumb it is. Listen, let, let, let us know down below. Cause like I'll do a fantasy football show. Cause the, the, you know, light flex, I've won my league like three years in a row now. So it's, it's if there's anyone who's going to tell you what to do in fantasy, it's me. But if you want to hear it, comment down below. That's we'll fun. Out, but that's I'm not. I will have no po- part of that show. People on Instagram. But yeah, I will have no. Go part ahead. Of Why don't? Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I, I watched. I watched his Instagram thingamajiggy the other day, and it was the one where he was like talking about how like they. They can't have a life. Like, athletes can't have a life. It's like the one where he's walking in the airport. Have you seen that one? I'm trying to... I, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't follow him. So. Neither do I. But the NFL posted it, and everybody was like, yes, like, preach. 
And all he was like talking about is like, we're not allowed to do things outside of sports. And like, almost as if saying the classic, like the NFL is run like slave holding and whatever. And like, you have to remember that, like the whole yep. bullshit that they went about the players and like the owners get to boss you around. Fuck. Yeah. They're the owners. They're paying your salary. You sign a contract. You're not supposed to do outside football activity. And he talked about how that's super unfair. And I'm just so sick of his bullshit. And I, everybody's always like, it's so wrong to tell athletes, shut up and play. I come from that school of thought. That's always been my school of thought. And he is one of the biggest cases of just like, would rather be like controversial and, you know, stir up some sort of riot or whatever, than play the game. And that bothers me. So I'm not a fan. But yeah, oh, I, I, wait, you know, fantasy. <laughs> I found the post. I'll put it in the podcast right now. I'm, I'm not listening to it, but I'm reading the comments. So he captions it. I need answers dot dot. And like, I'm just reading through the comments, like every celebrity you can think of with the blue check mark on Instagram has commented on this post. Um, NFL players, Brandon Marshall, Jadeveon Clowney, Snoop Dogg, Leonard Williams, his yeah. new teammate, Carl, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns. Towns. Jabbar Hakeem, Instagram comedian. Is that Melvin Gordon? Melvin, yep. Who, by the way, I want to talk about a lot on this podcast today. He's been a topic of conversation for yeah, the past Yeah, because fantasy weeks. and stuff. I get that. No, not why. But, oh, all um, right, good. <laughs> no, we, we've clear, you, you've made it clear that you don't want to talk about fantasy football. So Have I? I? I think so. I, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Le'Veon Bell is definitely, um, you know, he, he, he's charismatic, I guess I'll say. He's outspoken. Um, he's a hell of a running back, but I guess, you know, if, if you're annoyed by that, by that persona, which I, I, I can be at times, then I can, I can see where you could find him annoying, but let's talk about Melvin Gordon. Since his name came up, he is, uh, this happens in football a lot. This happens in professional sports, a lot players demanding more money, which is really not uncommon. Um, and it's not like uh, some people are like annoyed when it happens. He's basically currently in a dispute with the front office. It's been going on for a couple weeks now. He's, he's holding out and he yesterday requested a trade because the contract negotiations haven't gone anywhere. And the GM is basically not going to grant him that trade. So, um, the majority of the time, if a player doesn't want to play for that team anymore, Nine times out of 10, correct me if I'm wrong, they end up getting traded, maybe not the next hour, but the, you know, if a player, you know, voices their opinion says, look, I don't want to play here anymore. Get rid of me. The the GM is going to make that happen. Not the case. Um, the Chargers offered to pay Le'Veon or Jesus, Melvin Gordon, about 10 million a year, he which wants is more though. He wants more. $10 million a year for someone of Melvin Gordon's stature is not half bad at all, especially given how young he is. Like, I know he's not fresh into this league, but he, he's no, like, seasoned veteran putting up all these numbers. He's, he just came off of his rookie contract, and, or it's, it goes all for right. one more year. But So he's threatening to hold out. The the Chargers can find him. Are you aware of this? They can. Yeah, they can if, find if, him under the seventh section seven article G of the CBA. It says that after the club has exercised its fifth year option, any unexcused late reporting to or absence from preseason training camp 
by a player in the fifth league year of his contract shall be subject to a fine of $30,000 per day, plus one week's regular season salary for each preseason game missed. Yeah. That hurts. That's not like a little fine. Like no, that's, that's not, that's, that's not a slap on the wrist. Right. Especially if it's happening. But. Exactly. And it's, it's crazy that I don't even know how to put this, that like he's, he's going to go through and not do it. Cause I mean, he's set to let's, you know, everything aside, he has a big payday coming his way within the next year. Because his contract isn't up. He's set to make $5.6 million in the yep. 2019 season, but he, they're trying to extend him in those negotiations. They've pretty much gone nowhere. And he, we all know he's going to get paid. We, we've seen it with a lot of offensively talented players, including Michael Thomas, who just got a big contract, came off his rookie contract, and the Saints did not hesitate to, to latch on to him. He got a ton of money to play football in New Orleans, which is unreal but uh he's he's definitely going to get paid whether it be by the end of the summer from the chargers or someone else he's gonna get paid the, Look, the yeah the melvin gordon is as vital to the chargers offense Let's that's what yeah I, I mean he opens up a lot of things for keenan allen and philip rivers he really does and antonio gates more or less but without melvin gordon you did you lose me is it it, it cut out didn't no. it? Whatever. No, I heard you. No, yeah. it, there's just I heard everything you said. There's someone like banging outside. It's annoying. Should I'm we try to figure it? What What do you mean banging? I don't know. I can just hear someone like I don't know what it is. I don't know no. if someone's knocking. Uh, I know you can't hear it. I'm just paranoid. No. But just keep going. I heard anyway. What you said. So it's vital to the is, offense. Phil what do you Rivers, think Keenan he deserves? What do you think he deserves to be paid? Well, I I don't necessarily disagree with him because. The chart, like I'm kind of shocked that the Chargers aren't going to try to make this work. And obviously, by not trading him, they're trying to make it work. But like, he's demanding ten million dollars a year. Um, they the average the average salaries in the NFL for running backs. Todd Gurley's making it over fourteen a year. Le'Veon's making over thirteen. David Johnson's at thirteen. Devontae Freeman's at eight. Lashawn McCoy's at eight. Saquon's at seven point eight. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is at seven and a half. Fournette's wow. at nearly seven. And then Ezekiel Elliott, who also is holding out. I don't know if you know about that. He's yeah. also holding out. He's sitting at around six and a half. Ezekiel Elliott needs to take his chips and get the fuck out of the casino because he is he is about to lose it all. Honestly, like if if you were just investigated for I don't even know what it was a, an assault incident at a club last year, you served a six game suspension for domestic abuse, and you're gonna hold out with this team who has taken like several chances on you. And meanwhile, the team that hasn't been a hundred percent successful, even with you, the great running back in that system, I really don't think that this is the time to be holding out. Like wait until you gain some reputation there. I'll be honest with you. Running backs are the most replaceable athletes on a football field. Yeah. The most replaceable. And the Cowboys have had no problems with running backs in the past decade. No, but, but you get my point. Right. There are so many guys that can do your job. Yes, there there are not a million Saquon Barkleys. That's different. But there are <laughs> – there are – he's also a Penn State guy. But there's yep. – I have his Penn State jersey. Anyway – so there's a million guys that can that can be running backs. You know what I mean? But not 
top tier. And Zeke, look, you've played behind the number one offensive line many times in football in, in your career thus far. Especially in your big year, they were the number one off- offensive line. You haven't proven that you can do it without them. And you haven't proven that you can be a reliable asset to your team. That's where Melvin Gordon's different. At least he's reliable. At least you know that he's going to be on the field. So I think you're right about Zeke. But I also think that Melvin Gordon is right around where he should be, a little over $5.5 million. I don't think he should be getting deserving of $10 million. It's a running back. You're replaceable. You're only as good as your line. I think Melvin, I love Melvin Gordon as a player. Um, I know you're going to fantasy, but he's a great fantasy running back. And he's a great, he's a great running back, running back. And it's hard to do both. Tom Brady's a great quarterback. He's not a great fantasy quarterback. Melvin Gordon is both. Yeah. Um, He's, he, I, I can see him going somewhere else. He had a good 2018. I know he battled like an injury towards the end of the year, but all in all, um, his rushing yards have gone progressively up as he's more healthy. And I, I know that in 2016, he averaged about 1600 rushing yards. And then 2017, he dropped down below a thousand, but he 2017 was like an injury bound year for Melvin Gordon. And he played, I don't know how many games he played in 2018, but he bumped back up to 1400 rushing yards. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott. I said Melvin Gordon, didn't I? The whole time. Did I say Melvin Gordon? I was like ready to like totally. <laughs> Dude, okay. I meant Ezekiel Elliott because I'm, I'm going to compare him to Melvin Gordon in a second. But yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously he had the six game suspension and he put up some great numbers. Going back to talking about him, how he shouldn't be holding out right now. The, the fact of the matter is like you need to know your own worth as an NFL player. And I think that these running backs – Ezekiel Elliott's a, another one of those outspoken guys. He's got a lot of style. He's got a lot of swagger. He's well-liked by the fans with all the celebrations and stuff like that. I think he it, there's a tendency to get you know, a, a big head. I, I don't personally love him. He was on my fantasy team one year, and he was like my favorite player. But um, <laughs> everything ties back to fantasy football for me. I'm sorry. I'm just a big fantasy football guy. But anyway. There's a tendency for these these types of players to get a big head and to see their counterparts getting big paydays and wanting in on that, even though they don't necessarily deserve it. In this case, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott deserves to be asking for anything more than the Cowboys have already given him. The fact that they've given him a second and third chance is pro- it should be enough for him. If I'm in his shoes, I'm so thankful that Jerry Jones hasn't kicked my ass off the team by now. Yeah, well, that's not really Jerry Jones' style, though. True. But um, it's just I don't think this is the time to be to be holding out. I understand that he's a great running back and I just read you the numbers. He's for his first three seasons. He's been either over a thousand yards or right under give or take injuries and suspensions. He's a talented running back. Now is not the time to start this battle with the front office. Melvin Gordon, on the other hand, 100% deserves to be starting this battle with the front office. I think he's right where he should be, dude. Five million bucks, six million bucks. I don't. Melvin Gordon. Make the case he should be making more. Ten million dollars is is a lot, but I don't think five million dollars is enough if if they want to keep him because he'll get paid somewhere else easily. There's a ton of teams who need a high caliber running high caliber running back like him. Okay, but since when do players get to decide their salaries? And that would make him the fourth best uh, running back in the league. 
fourth highest paid running back in the league. You think he's deserving of that? I think if you look at his tenure in the NFL, um, it's been progression and he sat out a few games this year. So he was under a thousand yards, but, um, 10 but touchdowns, what, what does eight make touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, can get out in the, in the, in the flat and, you know, catch the ball and things like that. Right. I mean, he adds another dimension, but mm-hmm. is he anything different than Devonte Freeman? Anything different? Who's making eight and a quarter? Really? Uh, not. Well, well, I mean, Devonte Freeman sat out the whole year, so it's kind of tough to compare them. But, no, um, but I'm saying if you were to give them both deals, wouldn't you kind of give them? I think Melvin Gordon should be in the conversation for somewhere from seven to ten, because Saquon he's in his rookie contract, so he's he at wants, seven. All right, drop drop those guys for a second. Drop Saquon, drop Zeke, Melvin Gordon. He wants over ten million dollars. You say he should be around seven to ten. Seven to ten is a big difference. Yeah, in You're that range. About being a middle of the pack running back and being a top three, top four paid running back. Okay. Well, when you mentioned guys like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, um, you David said even John- David Johnson, you said Shady McCoy was making $8 million to fumble footballs, which I don't understand. But I think that when you, when you mentioned those names, Melvin Gordon's name is right in there. I don't think he's that far off from being a, a top of the line running back in the NFL. So I think that $10 million from the chargers is, you know, bordering generous. I don't think he should be paid more, but I don't think he should be paid any, any less than, than a guy like LaShawn McCoy is making. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Not going to get it. Not going to get an argument out of me on that one. Um, how do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to do in New York? Talking about Le'Veon uh, Bell. I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. I, I don't care about the guy and, and they're, they're not going to compete for the division. Yeah, oh yeah, no! Yeah, now. you can't win the division. I mean, Obviously. Sam Darnold. They have some things going for them, but look, I see him. Look, he's a good running back, a very good running back. That's for sure. Extremely um, good. Yeah, and nobody's gonna argue with that. But at the same time, a running back, as I've said throughout the show so far. Running backs don't make the team. The team make the running backs more often than not. He isn't one of those guys that can go in the same way. I think Saquon is vastly more talented than Le'Veon, personally. Like, Saquon showed up to a shit Giants offensive line and still put up big numbers. And he still was the team. most consistent player in the NFL last year. Right. And, sure. And Le'Veon, on the other hand... I don't think he's as talented, and I think he's going to struggle there, at least at the beginning, um, getting his legs back under him and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know. I, over 1,000 yards, sure. But that's just because they don't have any other options. So he'll, he'll put up good fantasy numbers if we want to connect it back to that. Yeah, it's, sure. Why not? But, yeah, Saquon Barkley, I think he's going to have another great year. Um, he's someone – and I, I'm just going to talk about fantasy briefly if you're if you're listening to this. Like if you're and your your draft, okay, yeah, take the headphones off. If your draft is coming up and you're listening to this, Saquon Barkley is, is a one of a kind athlete. Do not pass on this guy. He had, I think, he went eight or ten games last year. We had a hundred yards from scrimmage every game. He averaged like 
two touchdowns every game. He was a monster in fantasy, whether he can receive, he can rush. He was getting a hundred plus rushing yards one game. And then the next game he'd get like 20 rushing yards, but like 180 receiving yards of receiving touchdown, which was his first touchdown in the year. Like he's an incredible player. Unlike any other player I've seen play in the NFL, I watched him every single game last year because he was on my team. I think he's an incredible talent. Like, do not pass on him. And regard going back to where the Giants offense is going to be next year, like, I think Saquon Barkley should leave New York. It's so annoying. Just because your team isn't doing well, you got to fucking leave? Absolutely not. You stay there and you make your team better. It's the opposite. It's not... That's the fucking AAU thing. That's the... That's ruined professional sports. Personally, it's the LeBron James era. I talked about it before. If you aren't happy with your situation, then you make your situation better. You don't just go to a better situation. Fucking Golden State and Kevin Durant. No, I don't think it needs to be a better situation. I just think the New York Giants is not the place. Right, so he's the guy that has to turn the franchise around. The same way Baker Mayfield has to turn the Browns around. He's I, yeah, not going to be like, like I I'm think there's out problems in New York. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Not but even problems with winning. There's just problems in New York. Right. Like, I think he absolutely. I'm not going to argue that, but problems need solutions. He can pose a solution. He I don't know if he can fix that organization. The they, I don't know. I feel this. I don't know if Saquon Barkley can single-handedly turn that organization around. Right, but he's a building block. People are going to want to go play with Saquon. I don't think he needs to, to, to he request leave? a trade and leave. He I think when said that. No, me. I said when his contract is up, leave. Do don't all the time. No, no, you no. Go, I, I think know. he needs to leave. Leave, right. He said, I think he needs to leave. Right. You do this all the time, and then you walk it back. Stay no. with it. Not walk it back. He needs to leave. I, I do said I think he needs to leave. stay and work it out no. and see what happens. No. Bring a championship back to New York. That will never happen. I think that you you do your time in New York, two more years on the contract, out, whatever it is, then leave. That's don't stay. Time. Some don't try to cement Video your legacy and turn something around. No, he's gonna he's gonna waste his career away not winning no, in New York. He's not. He's not. No, he can go to he can go Great to a different organization. That. Other other good players, Brandon. That's the way it I works. know. But their offense last year was like good. All right, All right. because they had fucking Eli. No, but their offense was good, and they like kind of came close to making the playoffs towards the end. The and then what? Okay. Like everyone left. What's your point? Like he's the only one now. Like he, he, he didn't restart. That's the point, Brennan. They're hitting refresh. It was his first year his first season it's not like he's 31 and you're like all right for for goodness sake like get out of there and save your career it's his first season he's got 10 more solid seasons in front of him right <coughs> i don't drive think that, your forward no it won't happen that's the thing all right, you do this all the time. It's annoying. Keep just switching. Oh, no, it's it's just it, it's not going to happen for the Giants. Switch it. I'm going to quit this team and go to this team. I'm going to do this not and go there this because team. this do your this time team. and leave. Well, uh, no. All right, next. All right, talking about the New York Giants and about their offense last year. Uh, their their controversial, well, their former controversial wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. left went to the Cleveland Browns and 
I personally, I want to talk about this with you about how the Browns are going to do because they actually had like the best season they've had in a long time. Uh, thanks in large part to Baker Mayfield, just because I, I fucking love Baker Mayfield. He's like my favorite NFL player. I have his jersey. I was going to wear it. I couldn't find it. But anyway, um, th- what does this team look like next year? Give What's the record look like? Does Odell help or hurt? Because they like Baker helped. Um you know, David Njoku kind of came out of his shell. Uh, they've got Kareem Hunt, too, after eight games or whatever it is. Like, are, does Odell help or hurt this system? No question he helps. No question. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. I just, a lot of people are saying that it's going to hurt, and I don't get why. Well, he's a dick. Nobody likes him. I like he's, him. He's a, te- he's a team cancer, right? Like, that's just the way it is. Um but he's going to help the team. Like, they're going to succeed. Um, especially they're making the playoffs. Young. Yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs. Not, not wild card. They'll make the playoffs. They, they'll be in. They'll win the division. You're not going to get much pushback here. I like you think the, they'll I win like, the division, too? I think they got a chance. I yeah. really do. Because, like, Baker Mayfield last year made it happen throwing to Corey Coleman, David Njoku, like, who was that bum? Look, Antonio look, Callaway. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's going to be around the same as they were this year, 9-6. and six. Yeah. Baltimore, I'm not a fan, personally. I like the Ravens. I, Harbaugh is one of my guys, but they can't get it done. And the Browns are going to be a lot better. Bengals, literally, like, you took a blind person, dropped them off in the middle of the street and said, find your way to the playoffs. They can't do it. Um, and then that pretty much leaves the Browns who are up and coming and on their way. And I like them. They're, 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 they don't compete for the division. Right. Them and, so them in the race. Last year, Baker Mayfield, he didn't start the season. He played 13 six, starts, 14 games. I was going to do 16 minus three, but now I, that, that was some fast math, 13 games, 3000 yards and thir- passing yards in 13 games. Um, he was throwing also to like a bunch of no names basically. And he made it happen, which I, that's just a great quality to have as a quarterback is making others around you better players than they would be anywhere else. Yeah. But now um, he has juice Landry. That's well, he had him last year too, but um, mm-hmm. he would, he didn't really show up last year, but I think the presence of Odell Beckham jr. Playing with his, his, his alma mater mate, uh, Jarvis Landry, LSU Tigers. I think that those two together just in the same locker room is going to bring this like crazy energy. Cause they're, they're like best friends. They're two players who are like very vocal on Instagram. They're always doing the dances and stuff like, you know, to have, them oh, isn't that just Ju- great? Isn't that just swell? It is. It's so swell. Like to have a nickname Juice Landry, like that's swag. He's got the stripe in his hair, that's swagger. Odell Beckham has the ramen noodle haircut. Well, he actually shaved his head, which was crazy, but he used to have the ramen noodle haircut. That was swag. OBJ, everyone knows OBJ, the lean back catch, that's swagger. Those two in the same locker room, that's going to be some BDE. And when you turn BDE into shit on the football field, Baker Mayfield throwing you that football, like it's going to be a crazy year. And I'm excited for the Cleveland Browns. I want them to win the division so bad. If the Patriots don't make it to the Super Bowl or if the Patriots get knocked out in the playoffs, I'm just hopping on the Browns bandwagon. And you can call me a bandwagon. I don't even care. Like, go Browns. And Kareem Hunt, too. Kareem freaking Hunt. Like, people are forgetting about him because he got suspended. 
How, how good was Kareem Hunt in his two years with the Chiefs? I like Kareem Hunt. He's well, incredible. Uh, you know what I mean. I don't like Kareem Hunt, but I like You know Kareem what I mean. Hunt. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, well, like I'm not going to – no, I'm not even going to tell that story because it's related to fantasy football, and I know you're going to be like, oh. No, whatever. I'm fine. I'll just sit here, fall asleep while you're talking about it. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say my last year – or two years ago now in fantasy, the Patriots opened up against the Chiefs to start the year. <clears throat> Sure, we all remember that game. Uh, someone earlier in the day offered me Kareem Hunt. And he was like, "Yo, he's like this this running back." I'm like, "Dude, where? Like, I've never heard of this kid." And he's like, "He's out of Toledo." I'm like, "What the hell is Toledo?" And then I was like, "No, I'm not trading for him." And then he caught the the kickoff return and fumbled the ball on his first ever NFL play, and the Patriots recovered the the fumble. And I was like, "Ha!" Because I was sitting with the kid. I was like, "Fucking told you, dude. He sucks." And then he went off for like. 200 rushing yards and two touchdowns against the Patriots and the Chiefs beat us. Like ever since watching that, I'm like, holy shit, this Kareem Hunt kid is like dirty. And people have forgotten that he's on the Browns for some reason. I, I don't did. know. Yeah, I just like. I think it's just because you haven't heard anything about him. He's just been like, you know. You know what though? Suspended. I think that he should probably just leave the Browns or threaten to trade. Or threaten to walk out because he's only getting paid $645,000, so. No, he's he wants to like if you're like a young player, like no matter like how high your skill level is, if you're in the NFL, um, like and you you have a chance to play on the Browns, like take that opportunity right now. This is like the calm before the storm because they are going to take off this year. He wants to be a part of that. David Nujoku wants to be a part of that. Big Daddy Baker wants to be a part of that. Everyone wants to be a part of that. Some huge BDE coming. The Browns like like watch out because the Browns are going to be so dirty. Kareem Hunt, once he comes back, he's going to be mad at the world because he, he's been sitting out all this time while the Browns are winning football games. He's like, hey, I want in. I want in. He's going to come in. Baker's going to hand him the football and say, go do your work. And he's going to do it. Old prediction. They're going 13 and three. You think so? I do. I really think something special is going to come out of this team. I just, you know, they, they had a decent year this year. Almost put something together there towards the end. I think if you had started Baker from the beginning of the season, maybe you would have done better. But uh, you know what? Get got that that crazy coach. Not crazy, but the crazy in the sense that he's like in he's like weird. Um, that coach is gone. Uh, they've got they've got some new some new guys in there now. Um, I, I'm excited. I don't know how to put it. I'm ready. I can't wait to see it. I'm happy for them. Exactly. Just everyone wants to everyone wants to watch it. It's going to be such a fun year for the NFL because it's finally going to be some new good teams for once. Like I'm sick of it always being like the same five teams doing well. Like finally, we're going to get some some new guys in here. Who are the f- same five teams that have been doing well? The Patriots, Patriots Steelers, Seahawks. Not, not last year's. Uh, yeah, Seahawks. Uh, Packers are always in the mix and the uh, the whatchamacallums out there. Saints. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's always, you know, the NFC playoffs have been the same every year. And the Vikings, too. But, like, they newly. Adam Thielen, my boy. Love Adam Thielen. Shout out to him. Shout out to Laquan Treadwell, Ole Miss. Yeah, all those guys. I'm excited because you're going to get, like, the Browns have never been good. And they're going to be good this year. Um like the Rams have recently begun, become good, and remember when like Sam Bradford was their quarterback and they sucked. Yep. Yeah. 
uh, we're going to get some some competition finally, and and I'm ready for it. All right, let's the switch bears, this up. The Bears are going to be good, too. I'm almost bears. asleep. How? How are you not excited with energy Because right the Browns and the football and the, the, the football doesn't get me going. All right. Maybe something else. Let's talk NBA real quick before we get into the main segment of the day, which is MLB trade deadline coming soon. Let's talk NBA for a second. Um, uh, I'll talk LeBron at the end because that's not really related to basketball. But uh, Lance Stevenson decided to leave and play in China. What are your thoughts? Look, I had a conversation with my friend Brandon, uh, Brandon Bruce. He's going to go into sports broadcasting, so you guys will hear him. We got to have him on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, Brandon's the best in the business. One of them. Brandon. Probably, yeah, he's one of the best. But anyway, I had a conversation with him. And which I said that Le'Veon's good enough. I mean, Lance is good enough to play somewhere. And he just said that if you watch Lance close enough and he watches all the games, he lacked this like intrinsic motivation, like will to play. You know what I mean? Didn't really look like he was out there, like getting after it. And he said he can't shoot. And he was a dangerous scorer back in his day. And those are all true things. But Lance Stevenson is a lockdown defender when he wants to be locked down. But teams aren't willing to pay guys that can't shoot um, and defend and have attitude problems. The money that Lance Stevenson was commanding. So he wants to go to China. So be it. Um, the real issue is not Lance Stevenson. It's Carmelo Anthony. I don't know if you saw him today on first take at yeah, all. I, I was going to, I was going to jump into that because Carm. Yeah. I have some things to say about Carmelo. Well, I jumped into that. So go ahead. Uh, so earlier in the week, uh, I throw the TV on and I'm watching jump, jump in they called on ESPN. One of their sites, it's not part of my take. It's not, um, first take or not part of my take first take. Um, and something else. What, what's the other? Is jump in NBA or get something? Up. <laughs> no, not get not get up with with Jalen Rose. That's Jaylen the worst. That's, that's Jalen Rose's one, right? Yeah. Well, that's Mike Greenberg, who's the wor- least talented person in sports media. But yeah. No, yeah. so it was with Jalen Rose. No, not Jalen Rose. Sorry, it's called Jump In. It's a bunch of randos. I just threw it on in the background. And I guess Carmelo earlier this week came out and said that he wanted a farewell tour, just like. Dwayne Wade, and they were debating whether or not he should get one or not and who should sign him. Uh, So that happens, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, you know, I liked Carmelo Anthony. Emphasis on the past tense. I liked him. Uh, I feel like he's been one of the more irrelevant players in the the NBA for the past, like, five years. Um, I think that, like, when, when you have to ask for a farewell tour, that should just be an automatic... Like, no, I don't deserve this. Don't like you shouldn't be like, I want you have to understand, though, with all the championships that he won and all the scoring titles he won and all the all star games and and all the discounts he took so he could win. He deserves this. Oh, oh, fuck. That's not him. (laughs) That's right. He was the selfish asshole. He was the one who went to the Knicks and had the opportunity to join Derrick Rose, then heard whispers and, and, and said he didn't want to go play with them and instead would rather just make his money in New York, then got traded to Oklahoma City, where he was told right away, you are not going to be Carmelo Anthony. You are going to be a six-man 
a fourth option, not even yes, the third option. The fourth, he was behind Stephen Adams. It was, yes. Fuck, you ruined the momentum. And he goes, you ruined my momentum. I Keep don't rolling. even know. No, I, it's hard. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I was wound up about it because, like, the Dwayne Wade farewell tour is probably Anyways, one of the Anyway, so as I was seen. saying, he decides to go <laughs> to Oklahoma City, and which is awesome. And then he ends up in Houston. And he even said, I wish the Oklahoma City thing worked out. It didn't work out, Mello, <laughs> because of you. Because Not because of, of that. <laughs> and Stephen A. Smith. The biggest athlete, kiss ass, fucking. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the biggest athlete. He will put like, his what? face between their butt cheeks and just like kiss. Even said it straight up. No, Melo, you do not deserve this. And I love that he did that too, because I feel like that would be an awkward situation to be in. But I guess Stephen A. is never uncomfortable. Um, that was the funniest thing that I've ever seen because it was like I started to say the Dwayne Wade thing was one thing. I, Dwayne Wade is probably one of the NBA players I respect the most or respected the most now that he doesn't play anymore. Um, Good, yeah. He, yeah, uh, I just like loved his attitude. Um, the fact that I love the way he plays basketball. And I liked that he didn't beg for a farewell tour. He didn't go public, like, sign me, sign me. I'm better than this. I'm better than that. He, you know, he marked his legacy in Miami early on in his career. And he won championships there. And he made all-star games, like you said, scoring titles. And then he went to play for his hometown, which I have no problem with, because it wasn't like he was hopping on the Warriors or the Lakers bandwagon like some players are now. He went to go play for his hometown in Chicago, which is fine. Didn't necessarily work out. And then he comes back to Miami. He recognizes that this is the end of his career. He could have definitely gone a few more years, by the way. And I respect that he recognized that this would probably be, you know, the last year that he has Dwayne Wade in him before he turned to hell and just, you know, bounced around from team to team trying right. to make right. That's something. fine. He didn't have Dwayne Wade in him for like the last five years. Let's be real. And one of the things that he did was accept his new role as a yeah. leader. And as a guy, there's been a couple of players that have done this and done this exceptional, exceptionally. Dirk Nowitzki's one of those guys. Vince Carter is one of those guys. Vince Carter. Oh my God. Wayne <laughs> Wade is one of those guys. Kevin Durant was one of those guys. I meant Kevin Garnett. My bad. Garnett, Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Those guys all, when it was time, took a back seat and allowed the young guys to get up and play. And they were there for leadership and they weren't a distraction. Right. Mello, you are a distraction. That's it. That's the difference. They accepted their roles. Look, he is a tremendous scorer. One of the top 10 pure scorers that I've ever seen ever easily yep. in his prime name, name 10 better scorers than Melo in his prime. I, I don't disagree. You can't, but in his prime, which is well past him. Are you just staying silent? Or you, you, where do you think I was going? I, I, <laughs> I knew you were going there, but I was, that was like, I was going to, it was, I was throwing you a lob. <laughs> anyway, slam it down car. So in his prime, you can't. Name a better scorer than him. That's fine. And that was then. 
So my point is, and he was never one of those guys that relied on athleticism to score. In his early days, it was definitely part of it. He could get to the rim. He could do all that. But he's always been a plus shooter and a plus mid-range and just a plus one-on-one face-up guy. He always has been. That doesn't leave with age. He can still shoot. He can come off the bench and give you 13, 14 solid points. Absolutely. But he's unwilling to accept that role. So, uh, whatever. Yeah, and then, you, know? you know, Mello, he had, he's like, he had some great moments. Um, but whenever people try to – there's some people who are, like, pushing for, for him to get his farewell tour – and, you know, like him coming out and saying like, oh, I want to do the jersey swaps. I want to go back and play for, you know, one of my hometown teams or like the, one of the first teams that took a chance on me, whether it be the Nuggets or the Knicks. I think it would like if it were to work with anyone, it would be the, the Nuggets. Nuggets. The Nuggets. If it were to work with anyone, it would be the Nuggets. It's not gonna. Um, it's just you're not Dwayne Wade. And the fact that he had to come out and say that, it's like sad. And whenever these people who are in the Instagram comments saying like, oh, you know, they're just mellow fans, I guess. And oh, this man, you know, he's still got it in him. He's 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 hitting his prime. He he can still put up. He just needs a, the right chance with the right team. Just like look at him versus LeBron because they're the same age. They actually played against each other in high school. If you've seen the documentary about LeBron, St. V. St. M. played against Towson Catholic in high school a lot. So Mello and LeBron were like the two guys coming out of Ohio who were like, you know, the shit. I, I guess I should say. Mello like, went to Q's. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So coming out of high school, Mello obviously went to college and LeBron didn't, but they were getting the Sports Illustrated articles, all these showcases. They were the, the Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett, I guess I'll say, um, of, of today. The, the guys with the biggest hype around them. LeBron James is the best, you know, the most well-known basketball player name around the world. If you ask, obviously you can argue if he's the best or not, but if you go around the world, like LeBron James is the most well-known name. Like people don't like, you know, come LeBron up with other names. Tiger. Yep. Right. Non-basketball fans know LeBron James as the, the best NBA player. And you can argue Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, whatever it may be, but you know, for right now, LeBron James is the most recognizable face probably in the world right now. Um, he's a social media presence. He's acting, he's doing commercials. He's got all these sponsorships with non-athletic companies. He's in rap songs. He's LeBron and LeBron and Tiger for just athletes. Right. All. LeBron and Tiger and you know, cool names, but look at, look at him versus Mello. Cause they came up together. LeBron is still all the way up here doing all this. He's in movies. He's acting. I think he's pretty funny in the movies. Um, he's in rap songs. He's won't never will support those. You seen Trainwreck? You ever seen Trainwreck? Oh, no. Of course not. Oh, funny movie. LeBron was great in that movie. He plays I like, himself. Like, yeah, I like good movies. But no, whatever. it was a good movie. It actually was. It, he's not the main character by any means. It's with Bill Hader from SNL. I, I, I'm, I'm the biggest anti SNL guy in the world. So, okay. But Bill Hader's funny. But anyway, that was a great movie. LeBron plays himself. He plays like the best friend who's like friends with this normal guy. It's like funny. But anyway, um, mellow is like a washed, like, like toss him aside. I tossed him aside a long time ago. Carmelo Anthony isn't doing any of those things. No, but he shouldn't, <laughs> he shouldn't be tossed aside. 
he shouldn't be tossed aside. He should be a role in the NBA. There's still a pre- like a part for him to play in the right, NBA. But he, he's the reason I've tossed him aside is his ignorance. His exactly. Ignorance. So don't leave that part out. It's him. He right. did that. It's not, his fault, not exactly. the NBA's fault. Look at Vince Carter. Fault. I mean, he's still playing. I love Vince Carter. <laughs> he's been playing since like – like look at the people Vince Carter played with. Like they're like yeah. old. Dead. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I want to, before we move on from the NBA, I do want to talk about LeBron. There's been a lot of controversy controversy lately regarding his behavior at his son's games. Oh, oh, so that wasn't even the controversy I was going to talk about, but let's talk about that. Have you heard the sports center people? No, I don't listen. They are changing the conversation from... Is he like taking the spotlight off his kid and making it about him and acting like a fool at those games? You're here. Are you here? You getting this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Acting. Yeah. Acting like a fool at those games and all that. And then they're changing the conversation to he's a good father. He's a good father. Stop ragging on how he is about it as a dad. That's not the fucking conversation. That's not the point. The point is if, any other parent got on the court and chest pumped his son after a play or jumped on the court and started, ah, after his son dunked, people would look at you like, dude, sit the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What makes him different? So get off your fucking horses or whatever you are, ESPN and sports center and Fox sports or whatever. That's even still a thing. And stop with that bullshit defense of LeBron James. It's a fallacy. It's annoying. What do you think? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, Get off I, the court. That's the number one motive. That's the thing. LeBron James hasn't has enough. Like, he's LeBron James, so he can do that. But Nobody I'm Nobody can. Yes. What I'm saying is, like you're saying, if any other parent were on, obviously that would be like the weirdest thing ever. But LeBron James is LeBron James, so he can walk on any court he wants. LeBron James is a weird guy. A hundred percent. He's awkward. He's like, he a, cares about himself. First. Yes. Off. He's selfish. He's, he's doesn't fit into society. Well, if you see his Instagram, you would know that, but I have a hundred percent respect for the guy just because like, like ESPN's changing the conversation to he, he's a great father. He is a great father. That's not what this is about. He is. You never hear anything bad about nobody LeBron James in terms saying, of the family. Thing. Okay. But nobody is saying, that by stepping on the court, he's a bad dad. Right. So, yes, that's I'm headed there. Go ahead. Yes. He's, you know, you, you never hear anything bad about LeBron James in that sense. Never had any issues with, like, drugs or, or like, tested positive for any performance-enhancing drugs. Never, like, cheated on his wife. You know, he's always supporting this and that. He's great. This is – you can't do that. Like, it's – Yes, you're LeBron James, and yes, I've seen the Ball is Life videos. He goes to all these AAU games. Zaire, Wade, and uh, Bronny James play on the same team. So, you know, he and Dwayne Wade and Shaq, they all go together for some reason. It's one thing for LeBron James to show up to an AAU basketball game and, like, be there supporting your kid. That's great because he could easily not go and say, you know what, I'm LeBron James. I have too okay, much of a – but that's going back to the part about the dad being a good dad. No, no, dad. no. Like, I don't know if you I'm have getting there. I don't know if you have the cut. Maybe you can drop the video in. Somebody from ESPN was talking about the um, 
like uh, shit. Yeah. Oh, he LeBron James does all this. He's doing movies. He's doing this. Yet he still has time to go to his son's game, and therefore we should just look the other way. Anyway, I think you were going on that. Right. Story. So I, I I think it's fine for him to be at the game because he could easily not be there. He could easily say, I'm LeBron James. This is an AAU basketball game with normal people and normal parents and normal kids who are probably going to fawn over me the whole time. I could easily not go. He goes. I respect that 100 percent. Then he he makes himself the story of the game by stepping onto that court. There's a line that you don't cross as a parent and there's a line that you don't cross as a player. It's two separate worlds. Brendan, at hockey games, does your dad jump up and go, ah, when you score? Well, no. I don't score, so. <laughs> you get my point. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, in my mind. It's there's Right. No like, my dad's there, and he supports me, and he'll clap when I score. And I'll be like, yeah, nice. But he doesn't run over and open the, the gate to the, the, the door to the rink and, like, run out and, like, make this big scene because then he's making it about him. And the attention has now been shifted off of Bronny James's dunk versus, oh, LeBron's on the court now. It's like it's it's like he thinks that he has this this special privilege because he's LeBron James, like I said earlier. Like, and what do these other parents think, too? Like, are they like, what the hell? Or are they like, oh, it's it's, Le- it's Bronny's dad? No, they've, <laughs> they've interviewed they've interviewed other parents and they are fed up with it. Are they really? They, there are two things. One, they they like that he's around. Who wouldn't? He's the greatest athlete oh, no, of his generation, right? They like that he's around his kid, their kids, and that he's, you know, teaching them the game when he gets a chance and that just that he's there. They don't mind that. They all, everybody that they've talked to, hate the fact that he gets on the court. Hate it. Can't stand his sideline behavior. So I, I And it's like, oh, LeBron's running out onto the court again and for the seventh time in the first quarter because Bronny sunk a three. It's 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 March Madness bench behavior. You know, you know, like the bench players who never play in March Madness, who do all the celebrations on the side because that's their one job. They're on the team. I know. But no, but right. That they're allowed to do that. But that's what that's like what physically what he's doing. And in the story, when they do it, doesn't become about, oh, my God, you see the celebration the bench did. It's to see the shot the guy hit. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So LeBron's so, LeBron's over cheerleading his own son, and to now make the, it about him. right. And what it should be is Bronny James is getting to the recruiting age. It should be like like a Zion story. Like, damn, you see this eighth grade kid dunking, and yeah, yeah, it's LeBron's son. But dude, where's he gonna go? Well, where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? But all right, let's oh, move. Yeah, on. I thought you were asking me. Yeah. So well. Second LeBron controversy that I wanted to talk about, and I'd w- I'd love to get your opinion because we talk a lot about like controversial stuff on on our podcast. The Taco Tuesday thing. Have you seen the videos? Wait, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, it, it yeah. The Taco I got, Tuesday. Uh, I just got a grade. I got a grade. I got oh, a what was it? Let's see. Your assignment has been graded. Oh, I did a proposal. I had to do a 30 minute proposal the other day. Okay. Let's see what happened. Before we just before we move on, I'm a little. If it's bad, this is going to be awkward. Well, we'll see. We're about to find out. Thirty minutes long. My proposal was on changing lecture style courses. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, now I'm interested. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh shit! 
Oh, I thought that was I thought the first part was your reaction <laughs> when you go uh, PowerPoint media uploads for proposal. Hundred. A. A hundred. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's Thanks. incredible. Yep. I did I was re, I was re in charge of two slides, three slides. What is a traditional lecture? Slide one. And I was in charge of slide slide i believe this is slide six i was in charge of slide six teacher's outlook on traditional lecture and slide 13 teacher outlook on active learning so good job i feel like clark and uh pete in the office when 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 andy like does anything and they start clapping yeah 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 he's like filling his water bottle up they're like because <laughs> he loves re like reinforcement yeah anyway <laughs> All right. six, baby. So sorry about that. But All I was right. but yeah, just quickly before we get into baseball, the Taco Tuesday thing, I don't know if you've seen the videos. It was on Instagram and now it's like I watched Barstool Rundown and they were talking about it a lot. Um and I didn't it opened my eyes to a new perspective on it. Um have you seen the videos at all? Not at all. Okay. I'll I'll drop the videos in right now. Cause it's Taco Tuesday. What is it, Z? Taco Tuesday! Bryce, what is it? Taco Tuesday! What is it? Freddy, <laughs> what is it? Taco Tuesday! It's Taco Tuesday! <laughs> but anyway, um, he, it's him and his family, like, eating tacos on a Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, obviously. But he does these Instagram videos and he like... Wait, whose family? LeBron. Okay. And he does these weird videos and I can't even impersonate the voice, but he's like, oh, I don't want to do it. But it's so bad. It's like weird. He's like, Taco Tuesday. And then he does like, like the like a Spanish person. Like shit like that. You know? And it's like they start singing a song about like tacos. And they're all they all have picked up like a Mexican accent. It's kind of weird. It's like now. So like I just watched it and then, and like he it's now his like new thing. And he's like having different players over for Taco Tuesday. So like Anthony Davis came over and he puts it on his story each Tuesday. And he's like Taco Tuesday. And then he's like featuring. And then it's like Anthony Davis is just like sitting at the table. And he, Anthony Davis looks like weirded the fuck out. He's like, what the hell is going on? Cause they all like break out into song and then Anthony Davis is there like, and he's like, has to awkwardly like laugh cause he's being recorded and it's going on LeBron's story. But like, I just looked at it and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? That's really weird. Like just eat your tacos. You don't have to film it. And then the barstool guys were talking and they were like, this is so racist. And I'm like, you're kind of right. Because he's like taco Tuesday. He's like doing this really bad, like Mexican accent. He's doing like, like that. And they, like, they were like, people are like upset about this because it's like LeBron James and he's like being racist. I don't know what like I know you haven't seen the video, so you can't really judge it's it. Just, it just sounds like a weird situation. It's just I mean, LeBron's a weird guy. He's, he's not really socially like fluent. But I thought it was just kind of like interesting that like they think it's racist, especially Barstool. People, who you know, they're they're not careful at all with what they say. The fact that they were calling it racist, I was like, oh. So if I wanted to see this, where would I go? 
Uh, you got to catch him on a Tuesday. <laughs> Why? Just on his story? Yeah. Well, no, I'm sure people have recorded it. I'll look on YouTube for the taco. I'll, I'll put the link in so the podcast. Right, I'll Google it after. It's the first thing you cut that comes up when it says taco. So, yeah, first first video. LeBron James gets blasted for being racist after his weekly Taco Tuesday video. Let me see if this has it in it. Oh, I missed it. Tuesday evening, LeBron James posted this video on his social media. What? That was him doing that sound? Yeah, here, I'll show. And they do it like every week. So like this one, it has Anthony Davis. I won't play the whole video. Can so I it's the like, other guy that says something too? If what? my family was having fucking tacos, my dad wouldn't take a video and put it on social media. That's what so, I'm saying. I'll That's another. If we want to go that <laughs> well, route. It's, I, it's, ever. Supposedly he's getting like blasted on Twitter for being a racist. Uh, who cares? I, whatever. I, who cares? I don't even care. I don't know. It's so dumb. LeBron James. Life sucks. People suck. All right. I was going to talk Jeremy Lin, but I'm not because it's it's along the same lines of the Carmelo Anthony discussion where he's just. Yeah, except Jeremy Lin's always been a role player. Let's be real. Yeah. I didn't even get why like he's like crying about free agency. He's like, it's the toughest time of year for me. And it's Maybe like He's just not that good. <laughs> it, he was acting like it was like. The anniversary of someone's death. It's like, it's the toughest time of year for me. I hate this. It's like, dude, it's free agency. Like, chill. It's not like you de- you're dying or whatever. I've seen NBA players get upset, but I haven't seen them cry when free agency comes around. Yeah. All right. You want to talk MLB? Sure, let's do it. Because I'm wound the fuck up right now. By the way, wait, before we start, my group is like that I did this proposal with, I got the hundred, is all are all like texting right now. (laughs) So they're all like, do we all get a hundred? And I said I got a hundred and one. Even though it's a joking. Yeah, obviously. Oh, okay. They're like so the kid just responds like, What the fuck? I'm like, I know, that's so weird. And like he did most of the work. Then I'm like, I don't know how, uh, how, and he goes, well, can you find out why? So I go, yeah, I'm looking at the response right now. And then I said he, that my teacher said good humor in quotes. And that's what was my extra point. And he goes, oh, that's why he's pissed. <laughs> but I didn't I, get that grade. I don't know. Can I just say a few things, please? The Red Sox have quite honestly put together the sorriest display I have ever seen by a franchise at the trade deadline. By far the worst I've ever seen. They didn't make a single move. You have the highest payroll in baseball. Okay? And now for people who say, well, it's not Dombrowski's fault. All right? It's the team's fault because they're underperforming. Let me throw you this. Brendan, if I give you $300 Mm -hmm. to go eat at... mm, I'll pick a nice restaurant. Apple Del Bees. Frisco's. Applebee's. What? Applebee's. No, no, a nice restaurant. I would well, fucking go ham on onion flowers with three. Okay, um, yeah. What's a nice restaurant? I said Del Frisco's. That's a real nice. Uh, Capital Grill in Boston's my favorite nice restaurant. Capital Grill. Step below Del Frisco's, but yeah. All right, Capital Grill. Um, I'll give you 250 bucks. You go to Capital Grill. 
you leave and you're not hungry. Whose fault is that? Me or you? I leave after eating and I'm no longer hungry. Yeah. I give you 250 bucks. You spend it all. You're not hungry. Whose fault is that? Mine or yours? Because you chose to order fucking alcohol and dessert and you didn't get a meal. I'm not hungry or I am hungry. You leave and you're no law and you're hungry. And I'm hungry. Yeah. You're not okay, full. You said not hungry. You're not full. You're not, not full. full. Please, oh, that's my fault because I didn't order the fucking food. Right. So people have been framing it that John Henry will not allow Dombrowski to go over the tax. We've heard this. No more money going into the team. Yet he won't make a trade. You're still the highest payroll in baseball. I gave you $245 million this year. And your team isn't going to make the playoffs? Let alone a wild card game? You've got to be kidding me. That's on yeah. you. Um, and Secondly, also, no, go ahead, go ahead. Secondly, you have the number one offense in baseball. The number, unrivaled. You have guys in their career years. Xander Bogarts, we are watching this kid grow up in our front of our eyes, becoming one of the top players in baseball. Then you see Rafael Devers. Talk about a scary sight. Kid's 22 years old. He's hitting bombs and batting 330. Mookie Betts finally starting to look like the MVP again. You are wasted. And di- guess what, Brennan? This is his last year. Mookie Betts. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Done. Maybe one more year in a Red Sox uniform. You're wasting this, this gap you have. Sure, sale and price could perform. But you have one job. Bolster the bullpen. And you couldn't do that? Shame on you. Shame on yeah. you. So um, I'll just take you through. When was the trade deadline? Wednesday. Yeah. So I'll take you through my Wednesday. Um, I get home from working out and I'm sitting. I, I get excited around trade deadlines, all sports, because it's just like a buzz of things come in. Like like when I got excited for the free agency when I was in London, I couldn't fully take it in because I wasn't like watching. But I love to just throw on the TV and just hear people speculate, even though it's not everything comes true. It was a whirlwind of a day. Um, the Astros just went for it. They went out and got Zach Granke. They got that kid. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The middle reliever B and Jim Nolly or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They got him. They got another starting pitcher too. the Astros did great. I'm like, Oh, this is sick. You know, the players that like big players are getting traded. I can't wait what the Red Sox are going to do. And I got like, you know, the Red Sox were talking the talk all week. Alex Cora said, quote, we're talking to people. There's a lot of stuff going on. That was on Tuesday. Uh, and then I see a quote from Dave Dombrowski, the trade deadline comes and goes. And it says the reason they didn't make any moves is because it was unrealistic for the Red Sox to win the AL East. So they didn't decide to make any moves. Who said this and where was the quote? I'm confused. Uh, Dave Dombrowski said this. I saved What was the, the exact quote? I need the exact quote. I think that was pretty word for word. I, I'm going, I save a lot of stuff on Instagram, so I'm trying to find it. It was on the day of that. He said the reason that they didn't make any moves was because it's unrealistic for us to win the AL East. So he decided not to okay. make any moves. That's fine. No, that's not fine at all. <laughs> that's fine that you think that way. But what's not fine is the fact that you're still going to make the playoffs and you still have the most talented team in the league besides the Astros, right? So you still have an obligation to get your fucking team to the postseason and see what they can do. 
You'd be surprised how far a wild card team would go, especially when they're the highest payroll in baseball. It doesn't matter if you win the division. Win the yeah. game. It's the most offensively stacked lineup I can think of. And the same lineup, oh, you know, we're dysfunctional. We, 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 uh, we have problems. We, uh, you know, we are not on the same page when we walk out of the locker room. And it's, it's a head scratcher. But the whole season, I was like, you know what? As long as they can win some games, they're playing well some nights. They're inconsistent, but at least they're, you know, they're winning some games and they're neck and neck with the Rays at least. So if they can do that, we'll make a move at the trade deadline. This bullpen is atrocious. They're going to do something. They'll bring someone in, um, you know, because our starting pitchers, uh, you know, say what you'll say. They haven't been performing well as of late. Um, if you had game one tomorrow, game one tomorrow, uh, or, or wild card game, yeah. you don't even know who you're going to start. Dude, you, uh, I would so, think, I oh, would sale. honestly. And Erod Rodriguez right now. Yes, Erod. I was just going to say Erod. I wouldn't starting Erod. He, mm-hmm. he the unbelievable outing and against the Yankees. That's sad. Like, I would go Kashner or Erod. I wouldn't even. No, look no, 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 no. Kashner. Kashner, look it. Kashner against the. You the, said, did you watch the whole game last night? Um, no. changeup is exceptional. Exceptional. I, I watched until Kashner got um, yanked, and then I watched However, Kashner has to pitch backwards. He doesn't have the velocity he once did. He has to learn how to pitch. So what happens is you throw that changeup early and counts, and that's fine. But he, dude, he struck out one guy last night in like seven innings. Yeah, and it was the Rays too, and it's like, we should be killing these guys. That's unfair. They're ahead of you in the division, but yeah. Yeah, but it's the Rays. <laughs> anyway, I, it's, you know. The Rays who are moving to Montreal. Maybe half the season. Yeah, for half. Not the whole season. <laughs> They're only going to be there sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm so sick of this team. Imagine I really buying am. tickets for a game. Like if you're a Rays fan, and you're like, sweet, we're going to go to this game. Red Sox and then lost, show up and it's in Montreal. <laughs> the Red Sox lost me so long ago, dude. Uh, I want to say maybe. That's the thing. So like the Yankees series, I went to one of the games. I watched every game because I love when they play the Yankees. It's like the best weekend in baseball, in my opinion. Red Sox, Yankees, Sunday Watch. night baseball. They're playing what? tonight. They're playing I know tonight. They're, I know they're playing tonight. I've recorded it on my DVR, obviously. But anyway, um, I, it's what I what I sometimes do is jump in the pool, light flex, jump in the pool, and I catch the reflection out of my back window from the game, and I just watch in the pool because it's nice. You have to watch it backwards because it's a reflection. When I'm home, what I do, light flex, I get in the hot tub, smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, and watch the game. That sounds much better. Than my plan. We should do that sometime. But anyway, like, but Red Sox Yankees is the best weekend of baseball. The last series they played in, I literally thought that was the turning point in the season. I'm like, finally, they've won two games in a row. They're playing the best team in baseball and they're killing them. The bottom of the rotation is starting and they're playing well. I'm like, oh, finally. Yeah, we dropped the fourth game on Sunday night baseball, but it's like, so what? Four game series. We killed them the first three games. Yep. What does it matter at this point? I'm like, this is great. We've got the Rays coming up. We're playing, you know, division, ri- division rivals with the Rays just because we're so close. Obviously, our division rival is the Yankees. I'm like, this is perfect. We're going to beat the Rays. We're going to go on to the Yankees. You got swept by the Rays at home. You got swept by the Rays. It's like we're back to square one again. And it's like, it's so frustrating because obviously there's been glimmers of hope and you're like, oh, sweet. Red Sox, two games in a row. They're, they're on a roll. That's a roll for the Red Sox now, by the way, is winning two games in a row. 
and they killed the Yankees. They murdered the Yankees. Aaron Judge can't hit in Fenway Park. He hates Fenway Park. The one ballpark he can't hit in. He can't figure it out. He can't figure out our pitchers in Fenway Park. He kills us in London. He kills us in Yankee Stadium. Can't figure out Fenway Park. I'm like, this is sick. This is perfect. We're going to make a run at it. We're only eight and a half games behind. Like, if we go on a tear right now and the Yankees are starting to hit a little a little lull, this is perfect. And what do they do? They shit the bed against the Tampa Bay Rays the next night. The next night. And now you've got zero momentum after the trade deadline because you didn't trade for anybody. Your fans are unhappy. You've got your manager saying no one's on the same page. You just dropped three games to the Rays. Was it three games that they played? How many days? Yep, three games. You just dropped three games to the Rays at home, and you've got to play the Yankees again. I was thinking we were coming into this second Yankee series with a ton of momentum. Like we just smoked these guys last week. We just rolled the Rays. We picked up a nice new reliever at the trade deadline, and now we're going to beat the Yankees again. And it's like a nightmare scenario where none of that goes right. So, like, there's no answer anymore. You literally can't go out and find an answer because the trade deadline is come and gone. So you screwed yourself. You shot yourself in the foot because you're stuck with this team for the rest of the year. This bullpen is so bad. Oh, my God. So bad. Like, hey, I, take that back. We had a I lot of people. We had a lot of people call and ask about our, our pieces. <laughs> That was so stupid. It's like, no, it's, it, I was I was listening to Section 10 podcasts and they were like, they're like, oh, you know, the Red Sox said they got a ton of calls about their bullpen. They're like, what the calls go like, hey, your bullpen fucking sucks. Hang up the phone. Like, is that the call you got? Because no one wanted any piece of your bullpen. Prank, prank calls. They were prank, calls. prank calls. Prank calls. You were getting prank calls about your bullpen. Do you, do you play MLB The Show, Carp? Do you know the game? Uh, Yes. So like, it's just like any video game with like good ratings. What's a good rating for you for a pitcher in MLB reliever pitcher? Uh, a good rating or just like decent middle of the pack. Nothing too bad. Like what? I want to see a reliever like 78, 80. Right. Guess what the Red Sox have (laughs) in MLB the show 19. It ain't that. They have a 48. (laughs) Who? Darwike Hernandez. They have a 48, a 56, a 61, Boom. a 59. I don't know. Tariq Tariq the Red Sox history. It might be. I don't have the game on right I now. Like, look at, I was look, laughing my real. ass off. Let's be real. You have two great pieces. Barnes is a very good piece. Workman is a very good piece. And by the way, you don't have a closer. Workman's going to be your ninth inning guy in the postseason, okay? But... That's scary because your ninth inning guy throws 87. <laughs> right, that's, right, that's what I'm saying. He's been arguably the he's been the toughest reliever to hit this year in baseball. I don't know if you know that. He has the lowest batting average against in 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 all of baseball, which surprised the shit out of me. But but Barnes, if you look at his stats, have been pretty horrendous, like from what you expected him to be at. But that's because he's getting exposed a lot. Well, um, he also, he, he has such an ill-defined role on, uh, in the bullpen. That's exactly my point. Yeah. He's getting thrown in. So he's your stopgap right now. So what happens is shit hits the fan. You're like, oh, my God, we, we had a lead. Let's go to Barnes. Or let's say, let's say, Brendan, you have a lead in the postseason. You're winning two zip. Starters at, I don't know, 100 pitches. So you go to the pen. What do you do? It's the sixth inning because Sale pitched. And it's two zip. He's held him down to two. I mean, to, to zero. But he's thrown 100 pitches in six innings because that's the fuck who he is now. Yeah, and you got to yank him. So you got to get him out of there. Yep. Who do you go to in the sixth inning? You have six, seven, eight, nine. Who do you go to? 
You pray that your offense scores more runs in the next inning. Who do you? I'm asking you a question, though. Seriously, who do you? Dude, turn? I don't know because like you're six. Okay, so like the six. Henry, is, I'll I will slip my throat with a golf tee. Um. Well, it, uh, yeah, I'm proving your point Hernandez, for you. No I'll one. shoot myself in the eye with a Nerf gun. Um, <laughs> it's it, 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 it's so bad. So then your your two pieces are Workman, Workman and, Barnes, and Barnes, and you and can't go to them in this six, and you can't do that every game. Mm-hmm. You had a sure look at the signing that killed them, that totally handcuffed them, was. I don't know who take a shot. What signing a player that we signed or a player that got signed away. Oh, that we signed or didn't sign. It's however you want to interpret it. What? Wait, whoa, whoa. Now I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick one. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell but me. You could say, oh, well, they didn't sign Kimbrell, right? Okay. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, I would say you're wrong. I didn't. I don't like the Kimbrel signing. I I would have let him walk too. It's a lot better than but, what we have now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you paid seventeen million dollars annually for Nathan Evaldi. Oh yeah. That's nice. the signing that fucked them in the butt. I don't think I can. I not say that. Is that going to get us kicked off of Spotify again? I think we're good. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the <laughs> that's the saying that ruined the, the season for them. Let's signing. be real. So signing. I'm having issues now. And now, I, and now, and now he's coming out of the pen. <laughs> he's not even like Yeah. And he looks like trash. He looks yeah, like trash. Okay, so like like I said, well, this episode never came out actually. Like I said to you in the last episode that we recorded, I have a, a family friend who's one of the head trainers for the Red Sox, and she was telling me like Avaldi is is nowhere close to being ready. And I was like, oh, really? I've been hearing stuff about him coming out of the pen. And she was like, I, I hope to God they don't do that. And, then, and she proved her own point for, for us, I guess I should say. He proved her point for us. He proved her point for us. Anyway. so Oh, Reddit, my God. So like you're, you're paying him $17 million to be a starting pitcher. He's coming out of the pen. He's injured. And he's not doing shit. That's the bottom line. And the other thing is you had a chance to right the wrongs. Like I was saying uh, 10 minutes ago when I was like, oh, there's hope for this team. If we can win a few games here and there, we'll hit the trade deadline and we'll trade for someone. Nothing. Right, Nothing. So let's move you didn't on even, to the Red Sox. No, 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 no. You got to stay on there. this. Listen, they halfway through or, like early in the day, they were like, you know what? We're not going after big names anymore. We're going to go after some lesser named relievers or lesser known relievers. It's like, that's all you have. Your whole bullpen is lesser name relievers. Why should we settle for more shitty players? Like, did you think we were going to be satisfied if you went out and traded for like three or four really shitty relievers? Like, oh, but these guys are, they're new. Just because they're new doesn't mean they're going to be good. Like, that's a common misconception. They traded for someone. He doesn't automatically have to be good. The Red Sox needed to go out and get, like, at least a decent reliever. Someone who, like you said, can carry us through three, two or three innings in the postseason when we need someone, when Chris Sale and David Price and, you know, whoever else we're starting, Erod, um, uh, Porcello, like, when they've gone 100-plus pitches and they need to come out in the sixth and we're in a tight two, three-run ball game. We needed someone who was going to carry us through that. Now you're kind of screwed because you go from, oh, okay, sale lasted six innings, and then you use like three or four more pitchers until you get to Workman in the ninth. 
like that, it was such a simple solution and it was so poorly executed that they just gave up. And he comes up with the sorriest excuse ever. Oh, I didn't think we were going to win the division, so I didn't want to trade for anybody. So? <laughs> like, obviously you're not going to win the division. The Yankees are in the division. You can play in the wild card, win the wild card game, and then go see the Yankees in the playoffs, and that's when you're going to want your reliever. But I guess, you know, oh, but it's, it's unrealistic, so I just said, fuck it. Like, what are you doing? Honestly, Defending world like champion, defending like world championship front office. Get your shit together. And you just got pumped by the Rays three games in a row. So and you're congratulations. About, and, you're about, and you're about to get pumped by the Yanks. So. And you are about to get smoked by the Yankees. Just, just so you know. I hope up. they don't. I hope they don't. But like, if you can't sweep the Rays, well, when you turn it over to the bullpen, and you watch Darwike Hernandez trot out. Or fucking Hembry, or, or whoever the hell you guys run out, you know, Josh Taylor, Whee! to come throw fucking 92 and pus, and John Carlos Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, Aaron They could swing Hemp. with one arm and, and knock See ya, see ya, see ya. Good luck with that game. Good the luck. Way, the way Hernandez runs out of the bullpen makes me die. Yep. He, he stands at the gate and he like he daps up the police officer. He does two stomps on the ground. I don't know if you've noticed this. He does well, like he revs up. Holy crap. All of the greatest of all time have their calling cards. And yeah, but he's now not the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, he's not? Oh. No. Oh. News. <laughs> he starts like here. When he becomes one. Up. And then he just sprints out of the bullpen. It's like, you'd think someone with like a half-decent ERA would be doing, would rev up. If you're Hernandez, you have no authority to rev up at all. Buddy, walk out to, to fucking the mound. It's, you, should, it's, you should do a hard jog, but yeah. Not even a hard jog. I think, like, when he comes in, you know that you're he's good for like two or three runs, maybe more. Right. So, so I think you should. a hard jog to get him out and in. As quick as possible. <laughs> they should up. bring a cart out. Like, oh, what what was the team that had that baseball cart that would shuttle pitchers from the bullpen? Well, the Mets back? had one, but we did. Too. Every team had the one. The Cubs had Mets one. Mets had it the latest too. Right. Let's let's get like let's get one of those. Maybe an ATV if it's faster. Let's put Hernandez. Let's put Josh Taylor. Let's put Heath Henry on the back and, and drive just, it like, off a fucking skirt. cliff. Oh. Yeah, skirt him out to the mound because you know they're going to be done in the next. I thought you were going to say seven. drive it off a cliff with all of them Let's on it. Let's do that too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that to quote Dan Shaughnessy from from 2004, it's a pack of frauds in the front office. A hundred percent, a pack of frauds. You really think Dombrowski knows what he's doing? Absolutely not. Back when you were reading the Globe in '04, I wasn't reading the Globe in. <laughs> you remember that, anyway? I do. Yeah, I remember glancing down at the Boston Globe in September and October in, of 2004 and my two-year-old self saying, huh. Pack of frauds. Pack of frauds. All right, <laughs> what else do you want to get to because I am about tapped out? I know we don't talk about, like, music and stuff on here. but It's not even music, so I'm... No, it's but it, it is, like, a, a form of music. I don't really listen to Chief Keef that much. Um, but uh, uh, he had his 10th child with with his 10th different woman. And it's a, just like a little antidote, but that's like the, the funniest, like fucked up thing I've ever heard. Like carp carp, you and I, you and I are both like, we're, we're good looking, you know, 
classy fellas. Can you imagine not only A, getting with 10 different people, but B, having one child with each of them? Like, was that his goal? Does he have like a calendar? Like, all right, I'm going to have a kid here with, with, you know, her. And then like, all right, two years later, I'll have a kid here with her. Like, oh my God, the dude must be in debt in child support. And he's, he's a millionaire, but he's got to be like down the hole in debt. He's, he's not with any of the 10. He is single. Chief Keef is a single person. So he's a horrible father. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. Yeah, but like it's, it's oh my God. He's like, he has 10 different kids with 10 different women. Do you know how many that is? 10 I kids, we're doing, 10 I kids think, on his own. It's a lot. <laughs> dude, we're doing, we're, first of all, we're doing the kids a disservice by even making it a story. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but like picture 10 like little, little kids running around, little chief keeps with like dreadlocks, like singing mumble rap. All there's there's ten little chief keeps out there. Ten with one woman is a lot. Ten with two, that's five each. That's a lot. Ten with ten seems seems planned. We out shouldn't to even me. do. We shouldn't talk about it. It's crazy. I feel like we should. I mean, I know you don't care about Chief Keef, and he's pretty irrelevant now. He hasn't made like an album and like well, he, he actually puts out an album like every Tuesday, but uh, he he doesn't made a good album since like 2012. But I think like you, you, he had to have planned that out, right? It, it wasn't just an accident that he had one with each. I'm not even gonna do. I don't even. You don't even know. No, I know. I don't even care. <laughs> I know you don't care. But okay, it'd be like, who's your favorite country artist? Toby Keith of all time. Not even close. Okay, so it'd be like, oh, does he sing "Made in America"? Mm-hmm. I love that song. I've been really into that song lately. My old man's that old man spent his life living off the land. Yeah, so like Toby, dirty hands and a clean soul. That's how, that's how the song goes. Yeah, so it'd be like if Toby Keith, like, had ten kids with ten different women. Like he loves, you, he loves his wife because she's that wife. Okay, how how wouldn't you be astonished? Every day is Independence Day. Wouldn't I be astonished? I would. I would stop listening to his music and cut all ties I've ever had. Right. Him. That's what I'm saying. Like Chief Keef, two years ago, was my guy. Like now, I'm I'm more into country music now. I listen. I still listen. No, to but him. I I'm saying that I think it's it's. Aren't you like the bad example? A bit fascinated about how it happened. No, not at really. It's not. It's not. Look at how fascinated I am. Look at. It's not 10 kids with 10 women. It's one with each. It's not like, oh, I had three with her and two with her. It's one. Each kid comes with its own. I don't care, Brennan. Nobody cares. I think some people care. Nobody cares. All right. We'll put another Instagram poll. This is twice now about Instagram polls. Do you care about Chief Keef having 10 kids? No. our, Our 92 followers will respond. We need more followers, by the way. Link down in the description, by the way. Follow the Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify because then we get more money. So that we should get be money. Yeah, monetization, bro. We'll split it two ways. How about that? I feel you like I bring more to the table. What? It's a different. You want We'll have this different. Time. Whoa, whoa, but whoa! I feel like I'm more talented than you. All right, no, as a radio personality. I'm not out here talking Chief Keith. 
I'm yeah, but that's just because you don't like you. fantasy football. I'm not talking that either. Yeah, but you that's just I mean? that's I'm just like real issues. That's a like personal LeBron opinion. On the sideline. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, I, I brought excellent content. That's just because you don't care about it. Some people do. You personally, you don't care about. Yeah, and when I don't care, I just shut down. I don't even. <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. No, we'll 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 figure we'll split it. All two. right, we're, we're we equal then. We are equals, but like, yeah. So if you want Carp and I to get more money, subscribe to the podcast and follow us on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Right, when are you coming home, by the way? We got to do an uh, in-person podcast. I'm yeah. I'm back next Thursday night. Um, or how long? So I'm back. Call it Friday the 9th. I think in, I think until the 25th. Oh, what? <laughs> you serious? That's like a couple days. No, it's not. The 9th to the 25th? Yeah. That's 16 days. It's two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. It's pretty good. Dude, my birthday's on the 25th. I won't be here for that day, though. All right. Because that's the day I moved back in, but... We'll have a party beforehand, then. We'll have to. No, but text me when you're back. The money we raise from this. The money? Yeah, if you want me to have a sick birthday party, (laughs) subscribe to the podcast. All right. Later. All right, Carl. We'll see you. So my neck, dollars big hits, hop off a jet, belly get rich, catch through the mud and I get a chance. You tell them run on my pants and my chest, Chanel dress, clean up a mess, I eat a flesh, you know the rest. Count up a hundred, copper Rolex, shine like the sun, you truly blessed. Who's on me take, in the club boy like a who with these jets. Yes, it's on me, got my Gucci shirt wet, put an M in my bag, I'm getting used to the rest. I'm with this school where they teach you for next. I hunt shoes with a drip, I invest. I'm the boss man, I keep catching the dance. Go to cool fast when they end with a S.